Hello, and welcome to the Gray Area Podcast with Joseph Tier. In life, it's never simply black and white. There's always the gray area. I'm your host, Joseph Tier. Welcome, and let's get started. And hello, everybody. Welcome back to the gray area. Joseph Tier. With me, Tyler Shockley. Hey, how's it going? Gordon Sawyer. How you doing? And we are ready to bring you a few tidbits of the day. All right, so the first one is coming out of San Bernardino County, California, where a 49-year-old Jack Lee Ernest got pulled over late at night, leaving a high-crime area. Uh, upon arrest for driving without a license, the officers then searched his vehicle and found a sawed-off shotgun, two knives, and a pair of brass knuckles. And uh, needless to say, he uh, he was going downtown. But the the funniest thing is, 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 quote, he said, quote, I fancy myself a bit of a Mad Max. Now, I'm not sure what that means, but it seems to me like he might be a little unstable. Was the high violence area, was it the Thunderdome? <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, one man was leaving, so it could have been. Did two enter? I, I don't know. See, the cops didn't say anything about that. Two men enter, one man leave. <laughs> <laughs> And that's when did that new movie come out? Oh, uh, well, two, three years that? ago. What, what, like what that. was it? Fury Road. Fury Road. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. What a lovely day! What a lovely day! <laughs> did you but, see it? Uh, yeah, I saw it. It was a pretty good one. I have not got to see it. Yeah, and it looks so good. I liked it. He's Tom Hardy's really good in it. And let's see. We had the Mad Max Beyond uh, Thunderdome. Everybody's used to. Yeah. Well, the, who, who was that? Mel Gibson, Russell Crowe, yep. one of those guys. Mel Gibson, and then it, you know that's the one I remember. Apparently, there was a Mad Max before that, which was what eighties, eighties, early nineties. I think so. I think it was eighties. It was probably the eighties. You don't you don't turn off the eighties. It was the eighties, man. Everybody was watching it, but that's that's where Mad Max came from. Mel Gibson's done a lot of things, but Mad Max is like how many action roles really did Mel Gibson have to start with? Not very many. Uh, not that I know of. Mad I Max was, 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 was a child Braveheart? of the 80s. He did Braveheart. Yeah, that was Bra- it. Braveheart was action. That was really good. Well, dude, we're talking about action. I mean, what was, uh, was it Die Hard? He was, not Die Hard. Uh, um, or Danny Glover. Uh, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, that was my good yeah. one. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty See, sure. That was, was action as it gets. That's blowing everything up, dude. I like how this went from Mad Max to just Mel Gibson. <laughs> dude, the passion. You can't talk Mel Gibson without talking the passion. Okay? Never and seen South it. South Park's the passion. No, I've seen the South Park. I've just never seen the passion. What was South Park? The passion of the Jew? Uh, yeah, I think that's what they called dude, it. that yeah. was so wrong. But it was so funny. South Park, they, they do that. They, and, they and do dude, the that. way they portray Mel Gibson. It's my dollars. <laughs> sit there, they go to the movie, and they come out, and they're like, that's the worst movie ever. They're like, how can you hate the passion? It's the passion. It's like, I want my money back. and won't even give them my money back. So they go all the way to Mel Gibson's house, demand their money back. And Mel Gibson goes all like crazy, lock me up in a straitjacket on them. Paints himself in Braveheart colors, chases them down because they steal $8 out of his wallet. They even leave him change. <laughs> and he chases them back down for his $8. That's one of those moments that's uh, kind of leading up into our next segment. That's one of those things where you just stop and you say, please don't. Please don't. Please don't do this. New segment. When people do stuff and you stop and you, you think to your head, don't do this. Don't do that. So... If you're going to pass me 
while we're driving and going down a road, okay? And you're going to pass me. You you pass me. Don't slow down after you get around me. Yeah. Slower to the point to where I was going faster than you before you passed me. Yeah. For the love of God, please, don't. Don't do that. Please don't. That pretty much sums it up. Please don't. Please don't. Pretty short and Thank sweet you. and to the Thank point you. with that one. It was. Absolutely. I'm excited about that because now maybe people won't do it. <laughs> nope, just because you said it, all of our listeners are going to pass it on and they're going to want to do it. That's and they're only going to do it for me. They're going to look for me out on the road. They're going to do it on purpose. Look for the big white van with a dummy in it. That's me. Crash dummy. Hey. <laughs> now, we got to go on a more serious note here. This is coming out of Parma, Ohio. Uh, a family of three all overdoses on heroin in the same day. Oh, wait. Didn't I get a clip for that? Well, break it down first, then we'll run the clip. Well, uh, apparently what it was, uh, Parma Fire Department and Rescue got dispatched to a certain house. They didn't really give the address. Got dispatched to a house for a mother that had OD'd, and then she unfortunately passed away. And then later in the afternoon, the son and then the daughter both OD'd within hours of each other. And it's Ohio actually leads the nation in heroin overdoses, so that's, that's a pretty sad story we got coming out of there. They suspect that the heroin either has fentanyl or carfentanyl, which are some yeah, powerful synthetic opioids. It's cut with news. it. Yeah, it's cut with it. And what happens is it's it's more potent and you can OD on it because it's more concentrated. Yeah. So people are doing what they're used to, but they're not used to this being cut differently. So they're and overdosing. Stronger. Yeah, but they're overdosing on the cut, which makes in with it. But uh, you know what they say, a family that hugs together drugs together. So. <laughs> I've never heard that. Maybe maybe that's just some family. Hey, maybe that's a new saying, so don't be that family. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> don't be that family. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go ahead and roll the clip and just listen to this, really. And I mean, all joking aside, it really is a, a serious problem we got going on, especially when people lose their life. But when they come from the same home three times in the same day, that is. We're seeing a habitual use of heroin. People have called them frequent flyers. T.J. Martin is with the fire department, which responded. The mother was taken in the morning. She unfortunately did not make it. We took the son in in the afternoon and came back in the evening for the daughter. Fortunately, those two made it. The problem becomes that they're all getting high off of the same batch. And the supply might have been laced with not only heroin, but fentanyl or carfentanyl. So, this is really starting to get out of control. I mean, we're having an epidemic of overdoses, and they had it as a law to where if you brought somebody to the hospital that was OD, you would actually get charged there. And people stopped bringing their friends and family to the hospital out of fear of getting arrested. You know, people were dying. They were getting dumped in ditches and places and stuff because they didn't want to take them to the hospital. Uh, I mean, I I personally don't agree with that. I mean, I feel like, you know, especially the person, if they found their friend ODing, that they're just trying to help them because they don't want their friend to die. I don't feel like they should have to face any legal action because they're trying to be a good person. Well, even if they're sitting there and they're doing that at, at the house together and one of them starts to OD, I mean, do you want them to be afraid to call somebody or take them? No. Does it make it right? No. But you know what? If they're going to do it, they're going to do it regardless. And I think since then, that has changed to where that's not how it is anymore. But I know for a fact it was like that for like two years. I feel like heroin in general is starting to make a huge 
show around here, you know, especially where I live. I live in a small town, and we're, and we're starting to see it more and more predominantly. And I just, it's it's poison, and I, I don't feel comfortable with it on the streets because I know what it does to people. I've seen firsthand what it does to people, and I don't like it here, but I think it's something that we just can't ignore. I think it's something we're going to have to come together as a community and face together. Well, look, there's lots of different drugs, okay? But that's just one that I don't see as being a... A, you know, it's more harsh. The side effects and ramifications from it, you know, the addiction, the potential lethality from it, it's not weed. Yeah. Is it not? It's not. What's the difference? It has absolutely no benefits. Exactly. Uh, it develops physical dependency. Exactly. The, even when you don't have it, it can kill you. You can get yep. sick enough to where it will physically kill you. That's what we call fatal withdrawals. You know, they have to step people down on this with, uh, What's that? Methadone. I methadone. Think it's methadone. And there's a there's a pill I got that it's it's meant for this. I cannot think of what it's called, but it almost comes in like one of those sleeves blister packs that has, you know, like twelve of them. You take three one day or one in the morning, one at night, stuff like that. Yeah, something to kind of wean wean their system off of it. Exactly, and that's it's a good thing that that's in place. I know they have methadone clinics, but at the same time. You know, a lot of this can be depended really on the user, the amount, the source, you know, and it can be, what's what's the best way to put it? Availability, I guess. Just, you know, if you're around it and you know where to get it all the time, the, the chance of, you know, if you've been in rehab or if you're trying to get away from it. The chances of you relapsing are very high because you know where to get it. You know you have money to get it or you know how to get it. You know who has it and you know who to talk to. And that's when you come back out. You can't be around people that's going to have it around you because you'll never get away from it. You'll. It, it, it's harder to say no than it is to not have the question. If, if they're not asking you, and then you don't have to worry about saying no. You can... Literally change your surroundings and it'll change your situation. It'll change your state of mind at least. And that we go to break. Shut up and sit down. Right, so Gray is doing a lot of work today with uh, me reading all these off today. <laughs> hey, I did the specials. You know why? Because they're special. You certainly are special. Short bus, let's go. <laughs> Driving the what short bus. What trip are we going? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's four, it's four plus four equals socks. Just hold up your L's. My toes so, hurt. So <laughs> off on a on a side tangent here, I was uh, scrolling through Facebook the other day, which is like 60% of my life. And I noticed there was a That's Nazi- sad, Tyler. That's sad. <laughs> That's my social life. That's how I communicate. But uh, there was a Nazi spy memorial found on U.S. federal property in Washington. Apparently, there was a construction worker. He was going to clear some brush or take down a tree or something. You or know. take a leak. Uh, or maybe. smoke break. Yeah, something. He went off into the bushes and he found a stone and uh, had several names on it. It said, in dedication to the uh, German Abwehr, the POWs of the German Abwehr, which I'm assuming is like the uh, Department of OSS, but the German equivalent. Uh, and apparently it was from a POW camp there held in the 40s. So, yeah, that's uh, and it uh, hasn't been uh, discovered, I guess, since the 40s, since they shut everything down. So I thought that was a pretty interesting find there. That's pretty cool, and that's on Washington's grounds? 
Yeah, that's on U.S. federal property in Washington. Washington wow. State, not not D.C. I was about to say. No. Well, if that's in Washington State from the 40s and we just found it now, Lord knows what's ever anywhere else. I mean, they're still finding stuff today from World War One. I. I mean, who really knows? Sooner or later, we're going to find the Holy Grail, you know. It'll be like Indiana Jones all uh, over again. Or uh, Monty Python with the Holy Hand Grenade. Yes, the Holy Hand Grenade. But yeah, that uh, I wish I had some more information on it. They didn't really give a whole lot, but that's that's pretty much the gist of it. You ever saw the movie Inglorious Bastards? Absolutely, wonderful movie. Wonderful. They did the old one and the remake. That's probably one of my favorite Nazi ones. And then talking about uh, Indiana Jones, they did the the Nazi movie too. What was that? Which one was Lo- the Ark Raiders? One oh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Uh, maybe the next one will be uh, Indiana Jones and Trump's toupee. So <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so speaking of Trump, actually, I'm sure you've heard about this guy. There was a what uh, some protesters had staged a die-in in retaliation to Trump's new healthcare shindig, and uh, they were laying in the street with uh, cardboard gravestones and you know basically protesting in the street. And there's a guy that rolls in on a motorcycle and proceeds to run about two or three of these people over. Just plows, just plows through. Them. Now, luckily, there's a police officer by nearby and stopped him. You know, took him into custody. Uh, the guy has since been released. They, they didn't tell me his name or anything. But, uh, you know, he... They didn't stu- tell you? Did you talk to him? Like, face-to-face on the no. phone? Did we got a second interview or something? <laughs> no, I What's mean... What's going on, man? Really Come on, cool. share with me. I'd like to know what was going through that guy's mind. Uh-huh. Maybe he was really in a hurry. Who knows? I uh, I think we actually got a clip for that. We got a clip for we that? We do got a clip for that. We go, gonna ahead go ahead and roll that roll clip. That. Yeah, yeah. Now that clip, you can hear the bike revving up. It's what it looks like crotch rocket, probably a, a a katana or something like that. Kawasaki, Honda, always a Honda. There's Hondas everywhere. Everywhere. But the, the make of the bike's not the the discussion, even though it's a better topic for me. But <laughs> <laughs> so they were sitting there. He was trying to disturb this protest. They're all laying in the street. No, see, that I'm not clear on. I'm not sure if he was trying to disturb the protest. If well, he, he came back for of... a second time. No, oh, well, maybe he was just making a strafing run. Maybe he had. Uh, maybe he forgot something at the house. I don't know. Well, hey, you know, if you leave without your wallet and you go through a protest, let's just go back through the same way we came to go get it. Uh, the only thing is, don't try to hit two or three people on your way back through. And see, on the way back, it's you, you know they're there. You, you You know how to avoid them. You choose not to. That's I, I just don't see that being accidental. I'd, I mean, it looked pretty deliberate to me. Now, he has been arrested, but he has been released. They didn't say his name or anything, but uh, that's just, uh, that's inexcusable in, in, a, in all seriousness. That's not something you do to another human being is run them down in the street just because you don't agree with their views. Well, no, and I understand if, if you don't agree taking a bike through there, all right, that's step one. You shouldn't do that. No way. That's not respecting people's right to protest. Um, you're protesting their protest. I get that, and that's cool, but the wrong way, bud. And if you hurt somebody in the process, that's definitely not helping your cause. 
at all. So, that being said, talking about Trump, we're going to go into who found a job and who lost their job in 2017. Oh, God. Yeah, new segment. I already had one new segment. This is the second one. So, coal miners found jobs in 2017 across the eastern U.S. thanks to Trump's agenda. And James Comey lost his job in 2017 thanks to Trump's agenda. Personally, I don't think either one of them is a bad thing. No, it's always a good day to get a job, and uh, it's always a good day to lose somebody that doesn't deserve it, I suppose. Sometimes you got to plug a leak. You know, that's usually what plumbers do, right? So we're just going to call Trump the ultimate plumber for 2017. Comey was probably the worst telephone game player in the history of ever. I ever. couldn't have been in his class. No. no, no. He probably cheated during 7-Up. Of course, he leaked all the answers. <laughs> And welcome back. So, now we have this story here that involves our great military and something that hasn't been done for in a while. And I'm sure they're probably a little bit proud of. That's right, Gray. Apparently, uh, two Navy F-A-18E fighters shot down a Syrian Su-22 fighter jet, making it the first confirmed air-to-air combat kill since 1999. Shot it down, market almost 20 years Almost 20 years. That's that's quite an accomplishment. Now, of course, the Syrian Su-22 fighter is actually a Russian copy from the 60s, but, you know, I'm not pointing fingers. So we're shooting Russians again. Eh, Different driver. Different driver. Different driver, same stuff. They're just borrowing their friend's car. Well, I heard we did good at the first time, so naturally we should still be able to do it better. Especially with the medium-range air-to-air missiles. Imagine 20 years from now. That'd be pretty serious. They'd be using F-A-18s, and we'll be flighting... For Wonder Woman's invisible jet. Uh, well, for some reason, I don't foresee us going another 20-year span without shooting something down. No. That's America's great pastime. If especially, you're in the air, we're going to shoot you down. Especially if it's Russian-made. That's kind of the, that's kind of our thing. We're, we're just prejudiced against Russian-made goods, I guess. Especially we shoot- if they have guns. We were shooting Russians before it was cool. Right. Cold War. That leads me into my next segment here. Now, this one's on a little bit more serious note. I'm sure you've heard of the Michael Brown case. He was the black teenager that got shot by, uh, what was it, Ferguson, Missouri police? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, they actually, his family filed a lawsuit against the city of Ferguson, Missouri. I remember that. And they were awarded a $1.5 million reward in a wrongful death case. Somebody please come shoot Tyler so I can sue. I need to be rich. I'm not worth that much, my man. Here. Sure, man. You don't give yourself enough credit. So go build credits. <laughs> Maybe I'll just get shot in the leg and you only get like 50 grand or something. Pain and suffering. Hey, I'm cool with that. Let's split it 60-40. 60 my way, 40 yours? That's cool. Or we, go, we, we can go uh, Twix. Two for me, none for you. <laughs> Whatever gets the bullet out of my leg, I guess. Hells I win, heads I win, tails you lose. <laughs> <laughs> Took you a minute. That just makes me the second winner. <laughs> All right, and, you know, it's, the whole case with Michael Brown is sad, period. They end up with this money, and I just hope they do good with it. It's a shame it happened at all. Nobody knows what really happened. We have ideas, we all speculate. But the truth is, no matter when life is lost, it's not good 
Should they be paid? Why should they not? Why should they? That's not my call. I can tell you it's a sad story. And that if this helps them move on, money is just money. I, well, I mean, I have, I have to feel you on that, man. I feel like I'm coming from the same place. It's always sad when somebody loses their life, no matter the circumstances, especially somebody being so young. And, you know, they may have all that money, they may have been awarded all that, but it doesn't bring back their son, and it doesn't change the way they feel. And I just feel like it's a bad thing all around, no matter what the circumstances is. Well, and then you look at, uh, what's the story we did the other day about the guy who got shot in a car? Castile. Oh, yeah, Philando Castile. Now they're going to want money. Yep. And then you go to, uh, who's the other guy? The uh, Trayvon Martin. Yeah, but the Zimmerman. Did oh, they ever, did they ever get a, a ruling? Uh, George Zimmerman, I actually think, is He got acquitted. Now. He got acquitted in Trayvon Martin's case. I'm not sure if they filed a lawsuit or not. I didn't really follow well, that. I was, it was pretty a sh- thing there for a while. But I, I was pretty sure once he got out of jail, if he went to jail or if he went to jail, you know, either way, he wasn't going to survive long after that. Regardless, he would have had to move and he would have had to, he would have had to go in some deep hiding just for the, the social uh, effect of it, I yes, guess. Yes. It'd be like John Travolta with face off. Got to take his face off so he didn't recognize that mug that's been plastered on every TV for the last year doing that. Hey, don't talk about John Travolta like that. Well, you know, he had a few good movies, but I just wasn't a fan of that one. And in that case, I'm going to leave us with something a little funny, if you can find the humor. If con is the opposite of pro, then isn't Congress the opposite of progress? Could be. Those are words to think on right there. Those those are some mean shower thoughts you got, my dude. Thank you. Thank you very much. On to the break, and then the recap. This is The Gray Area. Shut up and sit down. So, today, we talked about shooting a Syrian fighter jet down. First in almost 20 years we have. We turned around and talked about the Ferguson case. Talked about my man Mad Max out of California. That one was my personal favorite. That was crazy. Then we had a little joke. We had... We discussed uh, the seriousness of heroin overdoses, how it's starting to become a rise in the country. And the non-serious of who lost their job and who found one in 2017. And an interesting piece of history with the Nazi spy memorial being found on the property. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and then, you know, the guy running everybody over with the bike, which wasn't very cool. No, that was not cool at all. Other than that, this has been another episode. I want to thank Gordon Sawyer. Thank Tyler Shockley. For sure. And thank everybody who made news for us to be able to put on here, talk about, pick fun of, and give a little more insight and perspective on the gray area. Till next time, there is no only black and white. There is always the gray area. Subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and follow us on Facebook as well. Facebook message or email us to at the Gray Area Podcast with Joseph Tier at AOL.com. Music clips provided by Bensound.com. Thanks for listening, and until next time, we shall all exist in the Gray Area. <laughs>